So here we are. We meet again, wherever you are and wherever I am. We are connected today through the medium that is this podcast episode. And so, uh, how are you doing, man? Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are flourishing and prospering wherever you might be. I am super psyched about this episode, as I am about most episodes. I think it's going to give you guys a new way of thinking about your nutrition and your training. I really do. I think it's going to motivate you to think about things a little differently, to maybe put a greater emphasis on things like longevity and things like consistency and things like sustainability and things like actually achieving your goals, right? These are all really important, but man, they so often take a backseat to maximum speed. They so often take a backseat to maximum output as I'm going to talk about in this podcast today and as we have a couple of examples that I think will really drive the point home. So sit back, relax. I really hope you guys get a little bit of value from this. Of course, you know, if you want to mosey on down to the description and scoop up some free swag, I've got the fat loss formula down there. I've got a cardio plan that I use myself when I'm in kind of max fat loss mode to get in the best shape that I possibly can. So definitely scoop those guys up, you know, check out the other content on the YouTube channel, the Facebook page, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, that's it. Without further ado, man, here is average speed and maximum speed. So what is going on out there to all my podcast listeners, man? You know, let me just start off by saying I love you guys. Like I really, truly love you guys, you know, like kind of in that brotherly sisterly love i don't know if it's on a romantic level per se but man it uh it means the world to me that you guys are here it means the world to me that you guys are listening to my stuff and so you know i got a good one for you guys today i think we're going to get outside the box a little bit with our approach this morning or this afternoon or this evening or this night depending on when you might be listening to this but before we get into this whole idea of average speed and maximum speed, I've really got to give credit where credit is due. So big shout out to my man James Clear, who is the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Atomic Habits, which I've read, I've implemented into my life. It is phenomenal. But he also has a website where he writes regularly, at least several times a week. And I actually got this the inspiration for this podcast, this whole idea from him. Because he wrote a little bit about average speed and maximum speed. And he took it in a more general direction than what we're going to talk about today. But I read that and I'm like, yes. I'm like, this guy knows what he's talking about. I'm like, this guy might be a closet bodybuilder. Like, I don't know. Like, he might know, you know, a little something about the competitive ranks. Because this is spot on the mark. And so, here's the basic idea. Everybody, and I mean everybody, myself included, focuses on maximum speed. They focus on their maximum output. And I'm not even talking about like the one, you know, someone's one rep max on bench or squat per se, although that too, of course, is included. I'm talking just more holistically, where people just kind of naturally gravitate towards this all or nothing mindset, this black or white mindset, right? This all out, you know, balls out, you know, walls out mentality, right? 
this is where people tend to go when they think about training and they think about fitness and they think about whatever goals they might have, right? Especially when it comes to fat loss, which as you guys know, that is the cause that I'm trying to champion here in the fitness F of F cubed. And so this is just a natural way or a natural approach that we all take when it comes to reaching our fat loss goals. I know I do it and I should know better. I'm the host of the podcast for heaven's sake, right? If anybody should know better, it's me. Well, let me assure you, I do not. And so oftentimes when I'm, oftentimes when I'm on, you know, air or I'm doing a video or I am on the weekly shred or which of course is every Thursday night at eight o'clock on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube simultaneously, which uh, is pretty cool. But whenever I'm doing all these different things, I'm doing them at least as much for my own benefit as I hope it might be for your benefit because these things are things I need to hear. These things are things that they might be floating around in my head and maybe I read it somewhere or I've actually been doing it for a while or whatever, but it's still just a really, really good reminder. So don't let me fool you. I am not immune to these things. I am I am not superhuman when it comes to any of this stuff. I, I struggle with the same things that you guys struggle with, right? We're all just trying to figure this out together. And so... We've got this all or nothing mindset. We've got this balls out mentality, right? That we all kind of naturally gravitate towards. That's max speed, right? That's maximum, maximum output. And think about it, right? I mean, it's sexy. It is inherently sexy, right? I mean, nobody on the gram is out there highlighting how they hit a mundane set of 10 on bench and an RPE of seven an inch closer to their goals ever so slightly. Like nobody's doing that. I'm not even doing that. Right. And again, I should be doing that. I mean, I'm promoting that idea here on, you know, this podcast, but no, what am I doing? I'm cycling through my phone. I'm scrolling through my videos and I'm finding the one where I went all out. Like I'm finding the AMRAP set and I'm putting it on blast. Right. I'm not going to find, I'm not going to find the RPE of five where I'm like, yeah, you know what? That was actually pretty good. Like that was a true five. Like I feel pretty good about that. Like, no, nobody's doing that. Right. And again, it makes sense. Right. Because this is where, you know, th this all out mentality, this warrior, you know, uh, mindset, it's celebrated in today's world. It's celebrated with our own egos, right? So it doesn't even have to be today's world 2020, where, you know, social media has created this, this atmosphere that brings about all these unique characteristics and features. It's not that unique. Right. It's, it's been this way since the dawn of man. Right now. Yeah, it was, you know, one caveman, you know, flaunting his stuff to another caveman. But it's still it's ego. It's all it is. It's just ego. Right. And I get it, man. We are wired this way with our egos. It's definitely the way that we are set up. But let's transition over to average speed. Let's think about what it means to focus on average speed. I don't know about y'all. But all of a sudden, like all the sexiness just got sucked out of the room, man. Now, that could just be the simple fact that I'm in here. But if it's not only that, it is the fact that it's like, wow, now we're talking about average speed. Dude, that is not fun. Like that is not, that's not exciting, right? That's not exciting at all. It's boring. It's mundane, right? It doesn't have the same glitz. It doesn't have the same glamour as, you know, the set to failure, as the super low carb day as you know the two hours on the elliptical because you want to burn off as many calories as you can right it doesn't share you know that same the same prestige in our own minds and just the way that we approach things 
approach things. Because at the end of the day, what is it? What is average speed? What is a focus on average speed? This is it. It's doing the same thing over and over, day in and day out, and staying focused on very small, very incremental improvements. Sometimes these improvements are so small, they're actually only matching the logbook from your last session. That is an improvement, right? Because of how you feel, because of where you're at in the cycle, because of a number of you know outside extraneous factors that always need to be considered, sometimes making progress is just not backsliding. And sometimes, honestly, only backsliding a little is a huge win. It's a huge victory. And anybody who's trained seriously knows this, right? I would even argue anybody who stepped into a gym knows this, right? I mean, you know that sometimes the best you can do for that day or that week or that season is just not to backslide, you know, too significantly. Like right now, I mean, it's uh, I'm recording this podcast at the very end of March in 2020, March 31st, actually. So I don't know exactly when it's going to air, but probably not too long after that. We're right smack dab in the middle of the coronavirus thing here in not only the world, but the United States. And it's got people on edge, man. It's got people stressed out. Like, I'm stressed out. I'm stressed out. And honestly, and I might take some flack for this, but I don't really care. I'm not even that worried about it. And it's not because I'm insensitive to the world. And it's not because I lack compassion to the people that really do fear this. Like, my heart really goes out to these people. And I really want to you know, extend love and gentleness and kindness to them. But I'm just looking at the data. I'm just looking at the actual data and and statistics and the actual, you know, numbers behind what's going on. And I really feel like it's been blown out of proportion in a huge, huge way. But I obviously don't want to go down on that tangent anymore. We've already spent a solid 40 seconds that we'll never get back. But right now, it's got people stressed out, right? It does. So right, you know, right now, the best we might be able to do is not backslide. Right? The best we might be able to do is just kind of stay the course or just kind of get you know 90% of the course, you know, allowing ourselves to kind of veer off a little bit here and there. That might very much be a victory. But I'll tell you what, man, all of this, from a longevity standpoint, this is the ticket, right? This is the ticket that you want to punch. This is the focus that you want to have in your mind. You want to be focused on average speed. You want to be focused on small improvements. You want to be focused on incremental gains with an S or a Z. I don't even care. This is what you want to focus on, right? This is where you want to place the lion's share of your efforts. Because if you think about this, if you do refocus your efforts in this way, honestly, Not only are you going to benefit from a longevity standpoint, but man, accomplishing your goals, this is how you need to think. You know why? Because, and we're going to talk about this in specific ways here in just a minute. But when it comes to accomplishing your goals, here's what nobody thinks about. This is a podcast in and of itself. But here's what nobody thinks about. Nobody thinks about, all right, once I get to my goal, am I going to be able to sustain the actual behaviors that I did to get to my goal? Am I going to actually be able to make this uh, my new way of life? Nobody thinks about that. I've heard it so many times around me. I've said it to myself more times than I care to admit. It's like, nah, man, I just want to get there. Quote, I'll figure it out. 
end quote. No, you're not going to figure anything out. Like you are going to crash and burn. If you don't have a plan, if you don't have a plan that's strategic and sound, like you will crash and burn. And one of the elements of a plan that is strategic and sound is a focus on average speed, is a focus on just getting a little bit better or not getting a little bit worse day in and day out. So what I want to do now is here, let me give you guys a few specific examples. Okay, so first example, let's apply this to nutrition. Let's say that you've worked out your maintenance calories as you know that you should, right? Or maybe you're a full throttle fat loss student and your maintenance calories have been worked out for you. Hey, shameless plug for full throttle that you can obviously find the link to down in the description. And you want to lose one pound per week. Okay, seems, you know, pretty, pretty reasonable. Seems pretty you know, uh, pragmatic, let's say, are easy enough. So what that's going to work out to just using some really simple math is, you know, one pound is 3,500 calories. So you need to create a 3,500 calorie deficit for the week. Now this could be nutrition. It could be cardio. It could be some combination of the two. It doesn't matter, right? You just need a 3,500 calorie deficit. I don't necessarily want to focus on you know, how much you should go for from one form or the other, although that is kind of an important thing that we should probably address at some point in the future. But let's just assume for the purposes of this example that you're going to achieve this entire deficit without cardio. Gasp. No cardio in a fat loss phase. You're thinking, Jim, that's crazy talk. It can't be done. Well, let's assume it can be done because it actually can be done. So let's, let's operate within that assumption for the purposes of this example, right? Let's at least extend me the privilege in this little fictitious world that we live in. All right. So that's a modest but significant, like you're going to feel it, 500 calorie per day deficit. It's reasonable. You know what else it is? It's average speed thinking. That's what it is. I love it. Now, you might be thinking, all right, Jim. I'm not quite there with you on this whole love situation. But you might be thinking, what if I bump that up to 1,000 calories a day? Right? What if I take that 500-calorie deficit, that's one pound per week, I'm no math genius, but if I double that to a 1,000-calorie deficit per day, right? my willpower is strong. I will double my fat loss to two pounds per week. I'll achieve my goal twice as fast in half the time. Yes, you will. And this is the allure of max speed thinking. I tried to drum it up as best I could with my most dramatic voice. So let's say you do that. Let's say you move to a 1,000 calorie deficit for the next four weeks. So instead of losing four pounds, you're slated to lose eight pounds. That is amazing. You have doubled your output, your fat loss output, which kind of sounds like a bit of an oxymoron, but let's roll with it. You've doubled your fat loss output in four weeks, right? It's incredible, right? It's much better than the piddly little four pounds that you could have lost, right? I mean, let's think about it, right? This is basic math. You're like, yeah, Jim, I got it. All right. Well, here are some things that we so easily forget. That 1,000 calorie deficit, it's going to be much harder, like much harder. Like, you're going to feel a 500-calorie deficit. A 1,000-calorie deficit? Like, you 
are going to feel, feel that. Right? Like, there is going to be no getting around that you are in a deficit. Like, honestly, a 500-calorie deficit, it's pretty manageable. Right? Now, it depends on some other things like what your baseline calorie level is, what your maintenance calories are, you know, what you're starting at in terms of body weight and that kind of stuff. Right? But unless you have a really, really long way to go, which some people do, right? Some people do. I mean, if, if you're if you're listening to this and you've got, you know, 80, 90, 100 pounds you want to lose, first of all, I think that's phenomenal. And the fact that you're listening to this tells me that you're taking it seriously. And so I think that is absolutely amazing. For you, in that scenario, a thousand calorie deficit may actually not be that bad because your baseline calories are already so high, right? So obviously, you know, there are both ends of the extreme that we need to take into account. But for most people in the middle that might want to lose, you know, somewhere between, you know, 25 and 50 pounds, you know, the difference between a 500 calorie deficit and a 1000 calorie deficit is going to be very, very, very significant, very significant. But you can probably do it, right? You can probably do it. You can probably execute the plan if your willpower is strong, if your intestinal fortitude is unmatched by any other, right? Like you can do it. I mean, people, you'd be surprised at what you can do if you put your mind to it. But here's the problem. For every give me, there's a gotcha, right? And this brings me back to the classic old rubber band theory that I talk about all the time. Or maybe I brought it up twice. But nevertheless, the rubber band theory goes like this. Whenever you are in a caloric deficit, right, and you are focused on fat loss, you are tugging at one end of the rubber band. And the longer you're in that deficit, the longer that you are maintaining that tension. The deeper into the deficit that you go, whether you choose to go there or you have to go there, which does happen, right, at some point in the fat loss phase, you start creating more and more tension on that one side of the rubber band. Then, by some stroke of divine intervention, by God's grace alone, you realize your goal. What happens? You let go of the rubber band. What happens when you let go of a rubber band? It snaps back to the other side. How is the distance and the force and the potency with which it does snap back to the other side, how is that determined? It's determined by how much tension you placed on the first side, on the, you know, the previous side. And so can you create a 1,000 calorie deficit and maintain it? Of course. I mean, I end up doing that all the time for a competition prep. But I don't start there. And the reason why I don't start there is because the longer you have that tension on the rubber band and the more quickly you have that tension on the rubber band, the more likely it is that you're going to snap. The more likely it is that you're going to break because we all have a breaking point. None of us are superhuman. None of us are robots, right? We're all going to slip up. We're all going to mess up. We're all going to make mistakes. By focusing on average speed, 500 calorie a day deficit, as opposed to maximum speed, 1,000 calorie a day deficit, we are able to minimize the number of times that happens and severely mitigate the damage that we might do when it does happen. Because remember, right, the degree to which you mess up is oftentimes very closely related to how hard you were pulling on the other side. Trust me, I know this 
from too much personal experience, way too much personal experience. So again, with the 1000 calorie deficit, there's a much greater chance that you crash and burn. You binge, you blow the whole thing. And then what? You have to start over possibly in a worse spot than you actually are in right now, right? You actually not only may have to go back to square one, you have to go back to square negative two, right? You may actually have to take a couple of steps back depending on, you know, just the severity of, you know, the blowout, how long it, it kind of demoralizes you, which absolutely happens. I know that that happens because I've experienced it myself, right? It's going to happen. It's very difficult psychologically to handle that. Extremely difficult. We need to talk about that. We need a podcast series on that. We need to spend the whole rest of the next year just talking about the psychological impacts of, you know, dieting, even like the positive sides, like strength gain and, you know, seeing fat loss and all that. Man, it's, it's, it's crazy. But just to keep it in the here and now, try to stay a little bit focused, which I don't do too good of a job at. Let's stay with the task at hand. So again, man, maximum speed is sexy. But average speed is consistent and sustainable. Hitting that 1,000 calorie deficit a few days is an impressive max speed. But if you then followed up with a 2,000 calorie surplus one day because you snapped, because you broke, because you tried to get there too quickly, then man, your average speed, it just went up in flames. Okay, so that was our nutrition example. Let's talk about a training example. Let's take the same idea and let's apply it to our time in the gym, our training endeavors. And let's, of course, use the squat as our example. So let's say that you really want to improve your squat. And right now you're working with, you know, I don't know, let's just say you're working with 225 for sets of six and the RPE is like seven, let's just say, right? Pretty, pretty, you know, pretty modest stuff for you women out there. So you could take an average speed approach. Right? You could chip away at improvements over time. You could just gradually work up you know, to 230, 235, 245, et cetera. You know, make your way up to you know, two and a half plates on each side. Right, That would kind of be the next big milestone. You know, maybe you weave in some AMRAP work here and there. You know, not too much because you want to be focused on recovery. You want to understand you know, what your body can and can't handle. Maybe you do a little speed work. You know, you're deloading on a regular basis. Maybe you mix in some bands. Maybe you mix in some chains. Maybe one of your favorite bands is the chains. And so you, of course, listen to that while you train. Like there's a number of different ways that you can do this, right? Maybe you use slightly different modalities where, you know, you're pausing at various times in the reps, all this different stuff, right? All focused on the average speed, all focused on, you know, just getting a little bit better from one day to the next, right? I love it. I love everything about it, but it's not sexy, man. It doesn't shine, right? It's not sparkly like max speed. So what if you take a maximum speed approach? That's when you just say, screw it. I'm going to draw blood now. 275? Yeah, that's going to happen by the end of the week at the latest. So what do you do? You start hammering the weights, right? You start dropping reps and increasing weights, which, let's be clear, that is not inherently a bad thing. Right, trying to get stronger by dropping reps and increasing loads, that's a really, really positive thing. But you start to do it, you start to do it, <laughs> but you start to do it rapidly, quickly before you're really ready. 
So what happens next? Your joints and your tendons, man, they just start getting worked hard, right? Overworked even. They're not ready. They're not ready for this, right? You didn't give them time to adjust. You didn't give them time to adapt to these heavier loads. You probably start missing some reps more than usual. You probably see your technique starting to crack a little bit. Man, when that happens on these big lifts like squats, like deadlifts, like bench press, man, you were just asking to get hurt. You were just asking to get injured. Trust me, as someone who has squatted and deadlifted and benched heavy for nearly two decades now, I've been very, very fortunate to remain relatively injury-free, but I've still sustained my fair share of injuries. And most of the time, it was either from poor form, bad technique, or not warming up enough, honestly, or not warming up correctly. But the technique and the form element of that is a big, big player. And so, you know, you put those things together and there is a really good chance that you do get hurt. And so now what happens in this still, we're in this max speed world, right? Now you're hurt. You're injured. You're on the couch. You're on the, you know, the lazy boy. If people still have lazy boys. You're not squatting at all, right? So while you could have kept cruising, you know, picking your spots to blast it with a strategic approach to boosting that average speed. You chose to get after it now. And you know what your volume is these days? Zero. You know what your RPE is these days? Zero. Right? And what happens whenever you multiply things by zero? Not that we have to multiply here, but you guys get the point. Zero. Right? So you kind of see how this plays out. And I mean, I think anyone who's trained for a while... You know, it's tough, right? It's, it, we talked about this before. I mean, we let off there. It's about ego. It's about ego. And our egos get in the way, right? Especially when you're in, you know, a social environment uh, that is the gym. And, you know, if you're a guy, you're trying to, you know, impress, you know, not even girls. You're trying to impress other guys, right? And I don't even mean in like a, like a, a romantic, you know, like, like a couple of gay dudes type of way, right? I'm talking about just wanting to one-up each other and just want to kind of show that you are the alpha male in the room. We all have a little bit of alpha in us, right? No question. But man, I'll tell you, every time, every time that ego gets out of check, that's when bad things happen, man. It's when really, really bad things happen. And so, you know, in that scenario, your max speed efforts just became effectively worthless because now you're stuck. So again, what's the winner? The winner is average speed, right? The winner is taking a more methodical approach to your everyday training. So that's it, man. You know, average speed. You know, I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. You know, use it to reshape your thinking, right? Start thinking in terms of average speed, not maximum speed. Start thinking in terms of longevity, consistency, sustainability, not maximum output on any given day. There's a time and a place for that. Even in an average speed world, right? Don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you not to blast it. I'm just telling you not to blast it now if you're not ready. I'm just telling you not to blast it every day because you are not ready. I'm just telling you to reshape your thinking because like I've said many times before, man, you know, to kind of bring back the training example that I gave just a second ago, 
the number one obstacle between where you are now and where you want to be with almost anything fitness related, and this even ropes in the nutrition stuff in an odd way, it's your health. It's staying injury free. Because when you're hurt and you're injured, you can't train, obviously, or you can't train the way you want to train. When you're hurt and you're injured and you're not training the way you want to train, you guys know, man, I don't have to tell you. Is your nutrition usually you know, on point in those scenarios? No, it's not, right? Are your, are your visits to Chipotle a little more frequent than usual? Yes, they are, right? Especially with that new queso that's out there. I hear it's pretty solid. And so, yeah, no doubt. But this is it, man, right? Let's reshape our thinking and let's focus on average speed. So, hey, man, I appreciate you guys so much. I do. I can't even tell you. Can't even express to you how much I appreciate your time and your attention. I hope you guys got a little bit of value from today's piece. I hope it does kind of motivate you and encourage you to reshape your thinking. You know, on your way out the door, man, check out the description, you know, links to more content, some free resources, even a link to my full course, you know, Full Throttle Fat Loss. If you want to give that a look, that would be awesome. And uh, that's it, man. I will see you guys next time.